Hello, you're listening to Wolves Radio. I'm Gemma Frith and I'm joined by club commentator Mikey Burrows for a special series of episodes with our worldwide Wolves supporters. Mikey, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Gemma. Uh, I'm enjoying the summer. Cricket is on. Uh, so that's my main distraction at the moment to try and enjoy things and a little bit of downtime because we've had an awful long time without downtime between seasons. So it's a little bit weird at the moment. Yeah, it's been a really busy. So it's nice to have a, a break now and relax a little bit and get to know lots of Wolves fans from across the globe. So today we're joined by Dave from Wolves, New York. Hello, Dave. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Hi everyone. Yeah, really, uh, really good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. No, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, what time is it in New York at the moment? Is it is it really early? It is seven a.m. So oh, plenty of coffee you. will be consumed in the uh, in the ensuing forty minutes. <laughs> and I can see that you've got a Wolves branded mug as well for your coffee, which is absolutely, absolutely. on point. That's incredible. I was, I was actually heartbroken a couple of years ago. I had one that was it was really nice and had all the um, honors that we'd ever won, and I oh, accidentally amazing. knocked it and broke it. No. Um, so oh. yeah, I was very heartbroken. But that is heartbreaking. We just won the championship, so it was out of date. So I had to get another one anyway. Good excuse to get some more merch. Can I just point something out right at the start? Where's the New York accent? <laughs> I've been here 30 years and I, I, I try my best to, uh, <laughs> to, to to keep my Ettingshaw Park accent. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's, that leads us on perfectly to, the, to start the story then. Of, of How did you become a, a Wolf supporter? Tell us the story. Um, I was born in, like I said, Ettingshaw Park, Slopes of Sedgley Beacon. Um, Born and grew up in, uh, born and grew up there. First twenty years of my life. So uh, my brother, uh, my elder brother Mike, uh, is a big Wolves fan. My uncle Sid is a Wolves fan. So um, it was never in doubt. Brilliant. And then you you carried that over with you when you went to went to New York. Why did you Why did you move across the pond? <laughs> it was for work. Um, I'd I'd been over a couple of times uh, consulting in like the. The late 80s I'm, I'm aging I'm dating myself now but um I have, you know a young kid just started work they said you want to come over to the, the states to, to to do some you know week-long engagements and stuff so I'd done that a few times then flying across the Atlantic got a little tiring so mm-hmm. we'd opened a US office and they said you want to come over for initially six months and then they said well let's make it a year and 31 years later I'm still here so so that was late 80s you said yeah so you basically moved at like the worst time for when things started to pick up again. Well, actually, I um, I moved back to uh, I ended up working in Birmingham. I moved. I went to Manchester University for three years, and then '87 uh, I moved back to Birmingham. Uh, and my brother and I started going to the Wolves match regularly then, and that was right after we'd lost to Oldershot. So that season. <laughs> And then the two seasons after I had a season ticket. So the main two years that I went were the steeple years of 52 and 50 goals. So I actually, if you're going to have two, a season ticket for two seasons, until two seasons ago, um, I had the best two years possible to be a Wolves <laughs> fan. So, um, yeah, and I, um, I actually, the very first time I came to the States, it was October 89. And if you think back, you can probably t- know what this story is about. The weekend before... We went to Albion and Steve Ball won it in the 89th minute. I, uh, I, I, I came to the States for the first time and the, 
the wailing and gnashing of teeth when I looked at the fixture list and realized I was going to miss that match. I was really, really tempted to just fly back for the weekend. uh, Or, you know, I asked work if they could push it back a couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, I ended up missing that match, which will was a dagger to the heart and still remains a little <laughs> yeah. painful but that still I still sore now <laughs> my brother so, was there though so. so every time that we post videos of it and all the limbs <laughs> in the away end it's just absolute heartbreaking it it was yeah well it, i called my mom because no no internet back then so i rang my mom that afternoon i think it was a sunday it was played um and she answered and she told me the result. And at first, and she told me what had happened. She said, you know, Wolves won 2 1, Steve Ball scored in the 89th minute. I went, No, we didn't. Come on. And, and I thought about it. I thought, Well, it's about 10 minutes after the full time whistle. My brother's there. So I know she hasn't talked to him. And she doesn't really know enough about Wolves to make that up. So, oh my God, it actually happened. Wow. <laughs> that, was probably, that was the first of many times that. Uh, my mom was my access to the the football results. Many times in the first few years I was here, I'd have to, you know, 10 to 5, I'd rush to a payphone, um, call her on my calling card, which most people these days don't even know what that is. And she'd literally put the phone down by the television, turn it up and let me listen to final score <laughs> before coming back a few minutes later and chatting about what had happened. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask, like, how, how was it? I mean, over the past 30 years, like being a Wolves fan <laughs> in New York, do you get to see it on television much? What's, what's the coverage like? Yeah, there can't have been much Ensley Division 1 yeah. on New York <laughs> No, I mean, uh, now it's great. I mean, the the championship season, actually even as recently as the championship season, the only way I could watch it was Wolves TV. Um, now some of the networks do carry the championship. And you can actually even get uh, League One, League Two games now. And obviously Premier League is all over the place. So it, it's very easy now. Um, back then, there was there was nothing. Like you said, I, I literally, I would call my mom at 10 to 5 every Saturday uh, to find out how Wolves did. <laughs> oh um, even, I mean, even back then, things like CompuServe and stuff, you, you didn't really have access to um, football results. Um, I do remember, but it, it, it gradually got better. I remember being absolutely thrilled because that when we won 6-1 at Bristol City, the, the, the three little pigs uh, match, yes. uh, I think Colin Lee's first match in charge, I was thrilled I because I was probably out uh, right then, yeah. I was so thrilled because I got to watch it on a text chat, an IRC text chat. And people who were either there, well, they couldn't have been there, but they were listening to it or something, and they were, like, typing what had happened in the chat. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm there. (laughs) Winning 6-1 probably had something to do with it. Gemma is too young for all this, you see. Like, (laughs) I remember um, even, like, the... Do you remember the Sunderland Charlton playoff semi playoff final, oh, which I think was ninety seven? had like a, yeah, and it had an epic penalty shootout. And I remember being at my nan's and having to watch that on the old CFAX. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like that's yes. that Gemma. This is how people followed football. I remember CFAX, but I wasn't I wasn't following sports results at the time. Just, I was probably about to. Just brought back a horrible memory. Actually, I uh, found out about the Chorley result on CFAX. Oh I was gosh. And we'd been out, we came back, and I put the CPACs on, and I saw the headline, it was Men Against Boys, Turner. And it didn't register at first, because I think Graham Turner had only just taken over or hadn't been yeah. in charge long. Um, and I didn't really didn't realise we were talking about was And then all of a sudden, I thought, oh, wait, that's our manager. Oh, no, what happened? And, yeah. so. Oh, my goodness. 
I wasn't a Chorley, by the way. I'm probably the first, the only Wolves fan out there who, do, who does not it. claim to be a Chorley. Yeah. I was yeah. not there. Yeah, there, were, there, were, there were about three million by, uh, by most people's accounts. <laughs> it must have a great uh, stadium, man. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, because they played that one at Bolt. That was like the slight disappointment. That's right. Because when we went to Chorley this year in the FA Cup, actually, there was a few of us who kind of said we actually went to Chorley <laughs> rather than playing the game at Bolton. Because yeah. I wondered, like, so in that era then, as you know, when you go to New York, there can't have been many people that would have known who Wolves were, were there? No, no. I mean, it, it's really exciting these days. Um, I've told a few people this story. I mean, I always try and wear a, a wolf shirt on the flight or, uh, you know, I've got a wolf sweatshirt. But I, I'm, I'm almost as distraught as when I brought broken a coffee mug because the zipper on this this jacket is probably got to be five, six years old. Uh, the zipper's starting to break. Um, but yeah, no one wouldn't even notice it. Now people have said, oh, you support wolves. And it's sort of just a glow of pride that we're actually so well known that people recognise it. Well then, how did you come to start a supporters club in New York? <laughs> um, well, a friend of mine from the grammar school, Mark Ham, uh, lived in New Jersey at the time, just ran completely coincidentally. And we'd been to a couple of matches in New York. There's a well-known football pub called the, the the Football Factory at Legends. It's right underneath the Empire State Building. And they're downstairs. They have like 35 screens. Any football match that's shown in the world on video, they will have it on. So when you're not one of the big six, I hate using that phrase these days, but when you're not one of the you know, world-renowned teams, that's where you go because that's your best chance of watching something. So we've been there a couple of times. First match against Everton back in the Premier League, we said, oh, we've got to go up there. We've got to, you know, let's meet at Legend. So the two of us, both our wives were there and were standing there waiting for the match to come on. And there's like 10 other Wolves fans around us. I'm like, where did you come from? <laughs> we were a bit shocked that there were kind of a few of us. So we start talking anyway, and um, Dan John, who um, I run New York Wolves with, he said, well, I work at a bar on the Upper East Side, um, so I can make sure that Wolves are on all the time, and it's the only match on. So if you want to, you know, if we want to start meeting there, I can do that. And we said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we started uh, meeting at mile 17 on 75th Street, and then a little bit later he moved around the corner to a place called Joneswood Foundry. Um, and we just started it from there. Uh, and we said, hey, we're in the Premier League. Looks like we're going to stay. You could tell from even that first day that we were going to be, you know, become established. And that's where it really started. That's incredible. Like seeing them all come out of the woodwork, suddenly all these Wolves fans that have been right. Yeah, oh my God, time. great. I've been here 30 years and I didn't even know there was a Wolves fan around here. What the hell? <laughs> Making up for lost time now. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Would you always just meet up at the at the bar to watch together? Most of the time, yeah. Um, we, we, we had somebody visiting, I forget who it was. He posted a picture. He said, oh, I saw, I saw this pub when I was walking around. It was a pub with the Wolves, the Wolves flag outside. We all went, what the heck is that? There's another Wolves bar in New York. How do we not know this? Um, he said it was in Midtown. So Andy, over to, um, he got on Google Earth and found every <laughs> Irish pub in the vicinity and looked at it and compared it to the picture. To find out where this place was, and eventually <laughs> yeah. worked out it was a, it was McHale's on Fifty First Street. Oh, amazing! And my wife said, "Wait a minute, we just walked past that. Isn't that near where you work?" And sure enough, I literally work. I used to work between Fiftieth and Fifty First, and McHale's is like there. You it's like oh, you walk God. out one of the entrances, and the pub is there. So we we meet there now. Um, oh, we we were meeting up pretty much every match. We'd have a few people. There's a core group of people uh, who 
uh, myself, Dan, uh, Tim, uh, who would who would be there. Uh, there's actually a Long Island Wolves as well um, mm-hmm. as a separate supporters club, uh, and they've made it in a few times. There's a, a couple of people in Connecticut who come down um, pretty often as well, and we'd always have two or three or four uh, people who were just visiting New York who wanted to watch the Wolves match and showed up as well, which was awesome. Um, and then obviously the pandemic put put paid to that. But the one other great thing we've done uh, was what we christened Faux Sunday. Um, I'm I'm responsible for that awful term. <laughs> um, but I think a couple of years ago, Dan said I didn't even realize. But he said, you know, Faux have got a skyscraper. They own a building in Manhattan oh. down by the World Trade Center. I said, really. I mean, they don't have a lot of people. I think they only have about 40 people in it themselves, but they own the building. He said, you know, maybe, and there's a plaza outside. Maybe we could watch a match there one day. I said, oh, that's a brilliant idea. So Dan got in touch, I think, with Alan Perrins and Russell Jones, uh-huh. and he got uh, connected with a couple of people at Fosun, um, a couple of ladies, Tina and uh, me. And he worked with them, and we, we all kind of had a little email exchange going on. So the first game of last season against Leicester, we had about 40 people. 40 Wolves fans oh, outside the, in the plaza outside the Fosun building next to the Federal Reserve Bank in the shadow of the World Trade Center. And they've got this absolutely massive screen in the lobby. Um, so they brought some Xingtao beer. We all brought a lot of beer with us as well. Um, and we watched the match there. But yeah, that was fantastic. We had like 40 people, um, visitors, people who come down from Connecticut, up from um, you know Maryland. Uh, and that was awesome. And they, they actually emailed us probably beginning of last year. Uh, so a guy from Fosun in, the, I think, their marketing group had emailed us and said, hey, you know, the last event sounds like the last event was great, but uh, we want to do something bigger and better. And we said, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, then the pandemic hit. So mm. uh, I think we're um, we're going to be picking up on that again now. Things are starting to get back to normal because that would be awesome, have a event like that. So, yeah. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it's just a shame that you're probably going to do it around games because I was thinking, like, I would love to be at Wolves Fest New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, um, you know, uh, it would be great to do it again. They also actually, NBC, who carry the games here, a couple of seasons ago, they started doing um, fan fest. So they, they go out to this location and they, they basically rent out a bar, restaurant, and the surrounding area. My wife and I and a few of us went up to Boston um, we went to Austin and Paul Lappage from uh, Houston Wolves um, organized a bunch oh, nice. of uh, local fans there. We had a decent presence. Uh, Alan sent over some some shirts and stuff, um, but that was a great one. And then Miami was only a couple of two three weeks later. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Florida Wolves, and we had a pretty decent show. We had about twenty people in Miami, um, probably similar in, in 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 Austin. And the next one was going to be in Philadelphia which is right down the road for us. Well, in, in, in US terms, it's about three hours away, but it's right down the road. <laughs> and so we were making a really big splash for that. A ton of us were coming down from Boston, from New York, people flying in from California, Texas. Alan said we had over 100 people. We were actually wow. going to be the biggest represented team in the Premier League at this fan fest. Uh, I was really excited. I mean, Wolfie was coming as well. I mean, Wolfie had been... You know, <laughs> Wolfie was a veteran by this point. Um but unfortunately, that was uh, early April last year, so it got cancelled. Oh, I was gutted because no. it was going to be such an amazing event to be the biggest team in the Premier League, yeah. which we all know we are. But you know, to do it on t- live on television um, was going to be amazing. But uh, hopefully, they pick back up on those. 
That's incredible. And it's so nice to see different parts of, of the US, the different supporters groups all collaborating and coming mm-hmm. together. That's amazing. I was actually in my previous job before I joined Wolves, um, I was covering that Miami fan fest. And I remember there being oh, okay. a really big Wolves supporter coverage there. It was it was so great to see. And I remember a guy in a Mexican wrestler mask yep, shouting goal was, on, oh, on screen. That, <laughs> and it was, yeah. it was like my Sin favorite Cara moment. Was there, that's yes. right. I know who that was, but we all know it was Sin Cara. yeah yeah we'll pretend pretend. but yeah it was that was incredible that like that really stuck with me so yeah the representation at these fan festivals is absolutely absolutely fantastic so you're doing a great Mm -hmm. job (laughs) well the usa wolves thing has always been a big thing for a while because even kind of even when we weren't that popular and we were kind of in the middle of the the kenny jacket years really which is kind of when Mm -hmm. me and tomo kind of first came together just on on wolves tv that um, I used to be quite cheeky, Jim, and I'd try and get people to send me free stuff. <laughs> and it was the the USA Wolves fans that did. Oh, you mentioned, yes. Yeah, you mentioned Paul uh, sent me a uh, USA Wolves scarf, so me and Tomo oh, have that. I've still got that somewhere. Wolves uh, USA some- we. Yeah. yeah. And oh, that's so good. Somebody, somebody sent me a load of hot sauce, which was superb because I love a bit of barbecue. Um, we were just trying to get all these different gifts. That was brilliant. I need to bring that back. I need more fruit stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Chris Wood started that group. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds. We've got about 300 people on New York Wolves. Not, not all here, wow. but following us on the group. And uh, USA Wolves, I, I hate to think how many they've got. But... That's huge numbers. That's incredible. You mentioned like the FA Cup semi-final, the playoff final 2003. So do you regularly get to come back or is it just those big games? No, I, I do try to get back. My my mom always used to give me a hard time and say, you're, you're only coming back for the Wolves, which bothered me because I was always coming back to like, Christmas, for her birthday, for my dad's birthday, and stuff like that. And of course, I would fit in a Wolves match. But um, <laughs> no, I've um, I, I've been back a lot for um, for matches. I, I used to. I periodically will travel for work, so obviously then I'll completely manipulate my schedule to make sure it's uh, it's around a Wolves match. Um, the uh, the playoff final. I think I'd just been back before then. And we made it to the playoff final, so I had to lie to my boss and tell him that a relative was ill um, <laughs> to, to, to get the time off. That was probably, I made up a relative that hate doing that. You don't want to say, oh, someone's ill, because if they become ill right after, you're going to feel really guilty. Um, so I made it back for that. Um, I, I, you know, every time I'm back, I, I always try and take a, get a match. Well, obviously, we've been without supporters for a while now. So when was the last time you made it to more than you? Legendary match. <laughs> Wolves 3, Manchester City 2. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's, a bad that one was, to make your last one. If that ends up being my last ever Wolves match, that's not a bad way to go out. <laughs> so how have things changed for you over the, the pandemic? And I know obviously a lot of things there were, were cancelled and mm. hopefully those plans will be able to be reinstated for the future. But what sort of things have you been able to do over the pandemic? Have you sort of been just watching solo or have you been able to stay in touch? Yeah, um, we did. Uh, we have done a couple of zooms um, with with some of the other New York Wolves. Uh, we have New York actually obviously was hit really hard early, and everything was shut down. But then what, uh, New York opened up uh, over the summer because uh, they completely shut everything down, flattened the curve, um, and started to open up outside. Um, so we met up for the Chelsea match at the end of the season mm-hmm. in person. 
we didn't do many since then because then they started locking things down again. Yeah. Uh, we, we have met up recently. They started to allow limited indoor dining earlier in the season. Um, so we've had a few meetups. We try to be outside when we can. Uh, but Mikhail's have been really accommodating even when things were locked down. They, you know, they would set aside a, a, an area of the, of the indoor area, a bar for us. They'd set up enough tables because you had to be sitting at a table and order food with drink. Um, but they accommodated us um, to, uh, um, you know, to, to be able to go and watch the matches. Uh, it's a weird experience walking around New York these days, but uh, now things are opening up, we'll be able to um, start meeting up a little more often. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really good, and I really hope that you can um, have some of those plans reinstated from before the, the yes. fan fests and um, yeah, the wolves fest is gonna. That sounds um, the faux Sunday. Yeah, faux Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope the match is on a Sunday, but yeah. <laughs> faux, faux Saturday doesn't work. See, the next stage though <laughs> is now that you've got like friendly pubs and bars that you know that there's going to be lots of wolves fans on. Get match day live extra on that screen. <laughs> That's Absolutely. the next step. That's a great idea. And we will definitely do that. Absolutely. I just want to see Tomo's face on a screen in New York. That's <laughs> a 50-foot screen. So yeah. there's one at the Fosun building. I've never seen I think it's it's actually a bunch of large screens, but there's about 30 of them all like next to each other. It's, uh, it's well impressive. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to join you. And we'd also love you to join us. So please try and organise a New York wall trip tomorrow new at some point. That would be amazing. And we would, we would absolutely love to have you as well. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. We'll try it. We'll set up when the world's back to normal. We'll set up a trip uh, and have a few of us come back. A New York wall trip to Molyneux, I think, is going to be, have to be on the agenda at some point. Yes, definitely. With the flag. Yeah, of course. Bring the flag, bring all the merch. Um, that would be amazing. Yeah, we, we would absolutely love to have you. But thank you so much for joining us today, Dave. It's been great to hear all about New York Wolves. And um, yeah, we wish you all the best for the summer. And hopefully we'll get to see you in person at some point in the 21-22 season. That would be fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I love talking about Wolves. And uh, if, any, if anyone listening is ever in New York, uh, you know, look us up on Facebook, New York Wolves, uh, com. obviously the World Wide Wolves Network. Um, and uh, come join us, come visit. We love having, uh, we love having visitors. Extend the family, yes, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> Does that include commentators? Absolutely. <laughs> Most specifically commentators. <laughs> come, do, come do a match from the chaos. Yeah. Match Day Live Extra from New York. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think it sounds like a winner. That sounds I like think, a yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Dave. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me on.